to Angel Wing Podcast with Dr. Elizabeth Berman. Today is August 9th, 2021. We are continuing our weekly podcast um, interviews with um, very evolved and uh, knowledgeable as well as uh, well-qualified individuals on a variety of different subjects and topics regarding personal transformation, human upliftment, uh, and uh, self-mastery. These are the three guiding principles around which Angel Wing is built. So along those lines, uh, I have some uh, questions for Dr. Berman regarding today's podcast. We want to examine further the, uh, the notion of freedom. We have been going into that further in our dialogues, inner freedom, outer freedom. We did touch upon this last time also, uh, and I kind of have a different bent on this uh, as far as our questions go. Um, the fact of the matter is that each human being is looking for different types of freedom. Um, it, it's different for each person. And there is at times a great sense of being stuck, being bound, being trapped, being limited, or even being stuck in the same patterns. You know, so having said that, there are many ways that Angel Wing is trying to discover as well as present to the general public regarding, uh, the, regarding the development of freedom from within or the realization of this freedom. Um, and as we examine that further, what we find is that at the very base level, at the very root level, there is the one who wants to be free. Uh, whatever that might be, we can use the word consciousness or spirit or soul or something like that. It seems somewhat mystical. Nonetheless, there is a demand, a drive to be free. People want financial freedom. People want freedom in relationships. They want freedom to travel. They want freedom to um, you know, buy what they want. They want freedom uh, to experience life in its fullest. People want all different kinds of freedom. And the question for contemplation here, and for Dr. Berman particularly, is this pursuit of freedom. How does that work psychologically? Where does that come from? And, why, and how is that related to self-mastery? So this is uh, uh, the basic question here, Dr. Berman, for you. Okay. Um, so, you know, in my usual go-to foundational statement or thought around something, I try and have some sense of what is freedom. So in the context of everything is energy, the what is the energy of freedom. And I would say, you know, if all energy runs along a continuum of contraction to expansion, that freedom is a very expanded energy. So the energy of freedom itself is, I make a discernment that the desire for freedom is one form of energy, but freedom itself is an energy, unique and distinct from the desire for freedom. And so where does that 
come from, this sense of being free. And I've never really thought about this. So this is pretty extemporaneous, but <clears throat> my sense is perhaps as a human being, maybe the first inkling in consciousness of freedom was the desire to be born. Now, I, now I'm talking about the fetus, the, the formed fetus who has completed whatever work it needs to do prior to exiting the womb, the mother's body, right? So there's, I think, a desire for expansion, although it would be at a very, very subconscious level, right, in, in the new infant. Yes, yes. I mean, that certainly makes sense. You know, we are uh, conceived as a zygote. Uh, yeah. And then, and then from there, there is an expansion of the body. Right. So perhaps that first expression of will, right? The will to take form, as it were, because the life energy is there even before the form is there. But yeah. the will to take form goes from a two-celled organism to a, uh, the infant, the newborn that's delivered, right, in mm -hmm. birth. So that's an enormous expansion. Yes. And, and in some ways, that's a freedom, right? Because within the womb, there's nobody telling me what I can or can't do. You know, whatever the me is, as a, as a zygote that's moving into a multi-celled organism. And perhaps that's the first taste of the energy of freedom that we have in these human bodies, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And, and then as the brainstem and other structures are developing uh, you know, within the womb, eventually at the end of nine months or so, given, give or take some time, uh, there is a baby that is born, there's the birth, and then there's an independent being that is no longer part of the womb and has come out of the womb, the umbilical cord is cut, and there's a freedom there also. You know, so, so, yes, so, so, so yes. there's a, there are these stages of freedom and it almost, I mean, right from the zygote conception to the point of the death of the physical body, maybe the whole thing is an attempt to become more and more free. <laughs> yes. And, and interesting, the, the interesting thought that I have right here is the juxtaposition of the freedom of pure undifferentiated energy that then comes to take form, right? But once the form begins, I think it's safe to say that all life, you know, whether it's the seed that, that becomes the giant oak, the acorn that becomes the giant oak tree, the, you know, the seeds that fell in my backyard last year that now have turned into volunteer tomato plant and we're actually eating some tomatoes from that, that plant. There's this expansion, this expansion, this expansion. So perhaps in one way, the energy of freedom is 
and now we're talking about form because we're talking about freedom within the human, right? Yeah. Yes. Within form, there's um, an expansion outward, right? So yes. when I feel um, at, at about two or three, you know, they, they used to call it the terrible twos. My daughter-in-law tells me now it's the terrible threes, but there's that period where the child says, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. You know, that you can just see them, everything they're doing in the exploration of the world yes. at that stage is this reaching out trying to find out what more can I do? Where, where <clears throat> perhaps, where can I impose my will? Maybe that's another way of looking at it, that freedom sure. is a free expression of our, what we would call our own will, our own willpower. Right, because it is a construct. It's a word that we have created to refer to something. Yeah, so... It's a word that is a representation of a state of experiencing, living, being, thinking. Uh, and if we consider uh, life's development overall, we, we find that even someone going to a school is, is trying to gain knowledge or is trying to awaken knowledge, let's say, which is going to lead to greater freedom, greater understanding, greater realization. So, right. so there are many different types of freedom that are sought. Right. And, and I go back to your original question, because what resonated with me was this, what I would, I think I would use the word innate yes. desire for freedom yes. and how that manifests in, if we really start thinking about it and kind of, you know, unweaving this concept of personal freedom, we start to see it's in almost every expression of our life. Exactly. Right. That exactly. that that sense of being able to manifest our will in a way that makes sense to us. Perhaps that's the least value laden way I can express it. Right. 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 Yes. Exactly. Because as as even, even as children are growing up, they're they're wanting. You know, there's desire that they want different things to happen, they want to experience it. If they don't get what they want, they cry and shout and scream and whatnot. You know, and then of course, uh, as, as, as they grow further, there's boundaries placed on what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. So, so there is this, this developmental process that civilization puts on even the child that restricts freedom in some sense for a greater freedom. Yes, and I'm so glad you expressed it that way because to me, a process of being socialized, right, which is defined as good or not so good in different ways in different cultures, right? Yeah, yeah. But that process is a way to get the individual, we're talking about children now, to conform to the rules and regulations of the society that they're living in. Exactly. And because the child doesn't have the freedom to take care of themselves, they don't have the resources to take care of themselves at that stage. They absorb that, create neural networks that, that pretty much have a very profound impact on how they see themselves in the world. Because 
they're too, we are too young to have a critical analysis of what we're being told is right or wrong or good or bad at that stage. However, as we grow, I think what happens, the ability to pay attention to ourselves, our own sense of desire, our own sense of what do we want for ourselves and how do we want to be in the world starts to become expanded to a place of understanding we can't exist alone. So what is the interplay, right, <clears throat> of desire versus the greatest good, both for ourselves and others? And, yes. and we could talk for years on that one. But, but there's a way of, this is my way of saying what you said earlier about perhaps you curtail certain freedoms for greater freedom in the long run. I, I didn't particularly like sitting in a classroom when I was a younger kid, especially if the weather was nice or whatever. Um, but it occurred to me at some point, I'm learning stuff that's really important. So I just stopped thinking about what I could be doing when I was in a classroom and, and, and used what was being given to me in the classroom to help me grow as an individual. That yes, then yes. I, I became, I, I, and I think it's an innate thing that, that we become conscious of, that we cannot live alone that we must live within society or a group, right? There's a, a saying, you, you don't have a choice about who your parents are, although backgrounds would take issue, some backgrounds would take issue with that. But you cre can create a family of your own once you become an adult. And I think those are the groups we end up being a part of in our <clears throat> young adulthood and our adulthood. They're the families we form are their own. They're the friendships we form. They're the communities we choose to live in and support. Definitely, definitely, yes, yes. All of those are all aspects of this concept of freedom. Yes. Um, and it is a concept that we are trying to examine. You know, the, the yes. reality of it is perhaps so diverse in its purview, that one word is referring to uh, perhaps thousands of different uh, aspects or thousands of different um, um, uh, different ideas. Manifestations are, of energies, Manifestations right? of energy, yes, exactly. Manifestations, yes. And, and, and one way to think of it, and I've thought about this you know, in my life over the years uh, with regards to study of psychology and social work and other things, is that this entire life is a journey from dependence to independence. You know, the baby is born completely helpless and dependent, completely. And, and there has to be parenting and, and, uh, and culture and all of that to, you know, for, the, for that baby to develop into a human. I mean, there's a human body, but there's no culture or there's no uh, you know, language or none of those things are there. Those things are all programmed and given from the environment. Uh, yeah. The skill set to navigate in a human body is totally dependent on the uh, on our surroundings, right? Yes. You yes. know, when I was a kid, if if 
I or one of my brothers or sisters said or did something that um, my mom didn't approve of, one of her references was, were you raised by wolves? <laughs> <laughs> and that way I think was supposed to mean whatever etiquette or whatever respectful way of being in the kitchen or with each other or whatever was being violated, right? <laughs> The, the notion being that humans raise their young to a higher standard of respect for others. I don't know that that's true anymore, but as a kid, I kind of didn't want to be a wolf and I wanted to be a, you know, know exactly. a person who was liked and respected. But see, as, as children are growing up, of course, you know, at, at, at some point, the whole identity formation process takes hold in teenage. Um, yes. You know, the, the various stages of development are certainly there. There's a sense of me, a separate sense of me that is developing a conscious self uh, the sense that I am different from you, the, the personhood sense, all of that is developing. And there's a freedom there. So, so, so it is a development of freedom. Yes. And I would say that the desire for freedom might be innate. Innate in the sense of its part of being in a human body as opposed to a wolf body, right? Right, right? Maybe wolves like freedom too, I don't know, but it's gotta be in a different way than humans yeah. do. Uh, and, and it also seems to me that given the bigger brain that we have, given uh, the potentiality of human being, as you were saying that if this is truly innate, that would mean that there is an innate driver and innate, innate drive for freedom, for greater, greater expansion of energy. And, and what do we see in the world today? All of technological development and cultural development and everything else is a further and further expansion. Yes. And I think going back to your, something you said at the very beginning about um, maybe the inner experience of freedom or the yes. spiritual or the soul, yes. Yes. you know, that domain. I think that there's something about accepting everything is energy that allows us, should we choose to explore it on our own, yes. um, to the thoughts about if everything is energy and I'm energy, this what quantum physics is now calling, you know, the quantum energy field that yes. transcends space and time. So that actually gives the human brain a lot to contemplate in terms of who am I really? Because yes. if I'm aware of being in a human body, then the consciousness of that awareness is bigger, transcends, right? Is smarter than the human body or the yes. human brain. Yes, definitely. So those are the questions I think that take us into the domain of what is freedom that may be specific to the human species at this point. Well, exactly, yes, because we are 
from generation to generation, evolving further and further, uh, we have gained more and more control over our environment, over the earth, we dominate the earth. Um, but but I, I'm forced to wonder, uh, you know, I've heard it said before that even though we may be masters of the earth in many ways, you know, we dominate the species, we are slaves of our own mind. Oh, yes. <laughs> and if we weren't, I think that we as humans would not have created such devastation on the planet itself. Well, we would well that's the whole, yes, I mean, that's one of the things about human upliftment that Dr. Chaitanya Gopalu talks about, you talked about it also, that if we, if we want to uplift humanity, we need to become aware of what is devastation, because that, that path towards devastation is perhaps a great distortion of the energy of freedom. Yeah. My personal freedom at all, at any and all expense, right? That right. that's why earlier I was speaking of this sense of the human, the young human needing to be held in a a, a space of care, right? Yes. So that the physical part of the human, the body can survive and can be taught what to do to continue to survive so that the brain, the, the knowledge base, information, memory can expand to the point where then the human being can begin to contemplate, well, what's beyond me, right? And, and exactly. as you said earlier, a young child, they want what they want and they want it now and they'll throw a temper tantrum if they don't get it. And depending upon how the environment, the parents, whatever, caregivers respond to them, they learn different ways of disciplining themselves, yes. right? But I think it's always with an eye of getting what I want, right? Expanding yes. my sense of freedom, my sense of mastery over the environment to get what I want, right? Which is the freedom to get what I want. You know, if I want right. chocolate ice cream and they tell me I have to eat my vegetables first, yes. if I want that chocolate ice cream enough, I eat my vegetables. Exactly. And, exactly. and then we get to a point in our lives where we realize, oh, I could eat chocolate ice cream three meals a day, but oh, wow, it doesn't, that's not great for my body or my brain. Right. So then I begin to internalize some discipline, but it makes sense to me in a different way because I'm understanding I'm going to forgo or sacrifice this immediate desire for more chocolate ice cream for a healthy body. Well, yes, because uh, as children uh, who are obviously just growing and developing, they want instantaneous gratification. An impulse shows up and they want it gratified. That's you know, or they cry and shout and scream. And then that same um, psychological process, that same phenomena occurs in more sophisticated ways in adults. Uh, yes. and, then that, and then they may even revert back to those instantaneous gratifications and satisfactions, particularly with addictions, for example. You know, that, that, that somebody yes. shoots, shoots a heroin in their arm and then it's instantaneous, you're in a, some zone, you know, that, that you want to be in. You don't have to work for it, you don't have to do anything for it. Just get the drug and shoot it in your arm. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, so, so there, is, there seems to be this reverting back to the satisfaction of impulses again and again. And we have 
found more sophisticated ways of doing that. A prime yeah. example is Las Vegas. Prime yeah. example, you know, you've got every kind of stimulation you could imagine 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 a year, and it just goes on and on and on and on, and there's no end to it. And it is an attempt to you know, provide an environment where, where all of these hyper-stimulative experiences uh, are, are available. And, and that's, again, a creation of the human mind also. Yes, yes. And, and yes, <laughs> I because, lost my thought for a no, second. No, that's fine. It, it, because when we consider the question of freedom, you know, there is this allure of living this high-class life, be having lots of money, having big homes, traveling the world, um, um, uh, having any desire fulfilled. This is, this is the materialistic yeah. attitude, yes. And, and I would say, having been grown up, having grown up in America, that um, in some ways that's the American dream. And, and with the internet and with television, we've kind of exported that American dream across the whole Worldwide. world. And there have been some pretty devastating effects of that. Well, in yes. That not everybody can have total freedom because the planet doesn't expand with the population. And, and, and that kind of, of, of freedom that, or you know, quote freedom, quasi freedom, that comes from just instantaneous fulfillment of just desire after desire after desire. One may try that, one may even experience it if, if one has, you know, like certain individuals have, but they wind up getting totally devastated and saturated yes. Because, yes. Because, because the brain has a certain limit. Yes, and the human body has certain limits. Exactly. So this sense of gratification through the senses, uh, I don't know how much experimentation and or how much study and self-reflection has to happen, but it does become at least logically obvious that instant sensual gratification in the long run is a very bad thing for the individual, everyone around them, and ultimately the planet. So that, I think, is the impetus to start examining, are there other ways of experiencing freedom beyond my senses. And what I mean by senses is not just what I see, but you know, all the money I can get so I can buy any car, any house, uh -huh. any outfit I want. You, you yeah. know, for somebody to pay $20,000 for a purse, a pocketbook, it's sure. kind of like, for me, it's a little jarring, but for some people it's just business as usual. Sure, that's sure. the way, that's the circuit they travel in. but. All of that, so at some point there becomes this awareness that there's got to be something more, right? This, this dawning that this desire for freedom is not going away and it's not being truly fulfilled by any of my senses. Yes, uh, exactly. Irrespective of the level of gratification that one may experience one may experience very high levels of stimulation and gratification and still there's a saturation effect yeah and it's not enough 
and it's not enough and it's not enough. And, and ultimately we can kill the body by, by keep going more and more and more and more. So that, that sense of, okay, now what? Right? So, now okay, what? So, okay, so on that point, so I have a question for, for you. Is it possible that the freedom that we are actually seeking is intrinsically hidden or cleverly hidden within the mind? Yeah, I would not say within the mind per se, or maybe, maybe, maybe the mind. Because they're now showing that the mind actually creates the brain, which is, which is, I think, a pretty big deal, right? For Western science to be able to step forward into that which means the energy of thought is unbelievably powerful. Yes, exactly. Unbelievably powerful. So then now to, if my mind can understand what we're talking about right here, what is it that's beyond my mind that can recognize the thoughts that we're expressing to each other in this dialogue? And that ends up being the new horizon, right, of exploration. For me, where do I go to try and access pure consciousness? Well, well, exactly. And, and, and that kind of goes back to this ancient nation, uh, I'm sorry, ancient notion from many scriptures of the world that says that the mind is the cause of its own bondage, mind is the cause of its own liberation. Or we can say in a more general sense, I am the cause of my own liberation. I'm the cause of my own bondage. I'm, I'm entrapping myself. I can liberate myself. I, I'm my own enemy. I'm my best friend. These kinds of notions. And, are and I am the creation of my own life. Yes, exactly. Right? Created, right. We, I, I don't think any two human beings on this planet live in the exact same world because no. we all have different thoughts, different experiences, all of that. So in that sense of how are we linked, right? If we're all living in our own world, how are we linked and what does that mean? And where can I go to find that out? Yes, exactly, exactly. And it seems to me that the great traditions from cultures from the dawn of mankind all the way down, what is kept and passed down and passed down as truly valuable is this notion of answer the question, who am I? You know, Shakespeare's To Thine Own Self Be True. Well, who am I to know what to be true to, right? Yeah. And the, all of the anecdotal stories of, I searched the world or my great grandfather searched the world in the, to, to find the answer to the meaning of life. And he finds it in his own backyard, right? Uh-huh. Well, where's our backyard? It's our own consciousness. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. And, and along those lines, uh, there is, the possibility of evolution inwardly, an inward evolution towards freedom, as opposed to just being externally focused. Yes, and now I remember the thought I lost earlier, which is the saying that I th- I'm gonna repeat because I think it's important. 
that the only prison we're ever in is the prison of our own thoughts. Exactly. exactly. So, okay, I now, in, in that one statement, right, I give myself a place to look for freedom and I give myself, I empower myself to find freedom in my own life, right? I don't have to go to somebody else to get free. Exactly, exactly, yes. So that would indicate that we would need to have some concept of personal freedom. You know, and, and that is tricky because many times what we consider to be freedom is actually a massive amount of bondage and limitation. Yeah, and, and the other point that, that, that has been a thread through this conversation is the planet or mankind has evolved in so many different ways. And, and I think technology is kind of now the crown of that creation. And there are many, many wise voices who, are, who speak to the level, because if freedom, if expansion, if energy moves, then there has to be a continual evolution, right? Yes. It, mankind has entered an age of personal evolution in consciousness. Right. Exactly. Right. That that's the stage of evolution. Now we've got pretty great bodies to deal with at least the planet we inherited when we were born, but this kind of evolution in consciousness to understand freedom in a way that this drive to be free transcends the sensory apparatus. And where do we look for that, right? Where do we look for a means to experience freedom that has nothing to do with our senses? We so, have to go within our own minds in a disciplined way because it's our, art. It's an art. And maybe another way to perhaps look at that, see what you, what you think about this, that the experience of the senses are obviously limited but they could be a doorway into yes. the inner awakening because we are alive. We are going to experience the senses. The key is not to pursue the experience to the point of energetic damage. Yes. So why, how, unless I'm born enlightened, right? Unless I'm born an avatar and I certainly was not. Um, something has to evolve in me in order to start asking the questions that motivate me to discipline my mind, to explore my consciousness within, right? The only way I got there was through using my senses to gain experience and knowledge, right? So ex through experience that comes through my senses, I can gain facts, facts that become uh, experiences that become facts for me because over time doing this creates that 
right? How does, how do facts become knowledge and how does knowledge become wisdom? There's a point at which the senses aren't enough and I need to now discipline my mind on what to do to examine the content of consciousness. So absolutely the senses are essential. You know, the newborn, perhaps one of the most basic foundational lessons of the newborn is to learn where do I end and everything else begins. You know, newborn can kick the crib, kick the crib until it dawns, whoa, I hurt when I keep kicking the crib because the crib's not me, right? Yeah. And then we have to learn to differentiate from the mother, right? Or, or the primary caregiver, the, the, the avenue of food and shelter and all of those things. So there's this process of who am I, who am I, who am I? And, and the beginning layer, I think, in terms of developmentally is to figure out I as a human body, right? Which is all of that information comes through the senses. And then I start using the body in a more determined or planned way, right? The, the sense bringing the senses in. Yes. So. Yes. yes, no, 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 exactly, exactly. And, and that's indicative of the best possible relationship with the world outside, with the relationships outside, with the objects outside. And then that would be freedom to interact with the objects outside, people outside, while evolving internally. Exactly. And it seems to me that it's that inter it's the value of an internal evolution that allows us to move from I want what I want no matter what yeah. to really I'm not I my, I'm not separate from the people around me from the actual earth that I walk on if that gets destroyed I don't have a home anymore right yeah. those wildfires that burn down people's houses right they don't have a house anymore but what about the planet burning itself up right so there's that sense of the interconnectedness of the energy of my physicality the energy of my senses the energy of my thoughts and introspection yes which would be indicative that the energy of freedom in its real sense in its actual existence once it is tapped into or once it awakens, there is naturally a great responsibility that awakens for the whole of humanity and the yeah. world and the planet and, and all of existence. It's, it's, it's no longer in the egocentric, limited, funneled way yes. that it was before. Yes, yes. And, and that's very well said. So this, we started out talking about perhaps this desire for freedom is kind of built into the human consciousness, right? Yes. Kind of independent of culture, background, yes. early life experience. And, and, 
and it takes us right into this differentiation process, which we use our senses to kind of solidify for ourselves. But then it starts to move back into a wise understanding of consciousness. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. And I just have one final uh, question here for you in the next five minutes. When, when you consider um, the situation of humanity, the, the way human beings are living in this world, the whole 7.5 billion people, you know, this notion that we are all interconnected, what we do affects everybody. What um, perspective would you like to provide regarding personal responsibility in relation to freedom? You know, it seems I'm going to try and boil something so huge down to a few words. Yes. But my statement on that would be truly we create our own lives and we have the ability to become masters in this human life experience. And that comes from I call it, other people call it, radical responsibility to recognize if it's happening in my life in some way I've created it. Yes. If I like it, how do I create more of it? If I don't like it, how do I create something different? So this sense of accepting the responsibility for my own experience of life is is the cornerstone of self-mastery okay yes absolutely absolutely okay all right so on that note uh, i want to thank dr elizabeth berman who is a licensed psychologist in Bloomington, delaware her insights and wisdom regarding a whole host of topics are available uh, on the angel wing podcast uh, channel as well as uh, will be available uh, as playlists within the youtube channel and other places also so tune in for more uh, from dr berman if you have any questions or comments, please do email us at theangelwing19 at gmail.com. Please visit us on the web at www.theangelwing.com. And with those uh, closing remarks, thank you very much, Dr. Berman, for your time uh, today. And we will catch up with you next week. Thank you, Sachin. All right.